money, politics, religion, the best topics for polite conversation, right? Well, I suppose it depends who you're talking to. But all three topics are part of the conversation that Jesus is having in today's gospel reading from Matthew 22. Jesus is on the home stretch of his earthly ministry. He is in Jerusalem, the capital of Israel. And he's specifically in the Jewish temple, the religious center of Israel. Fact check, little fact check for you. Uh, Around 33 AD, at the time of this lesson, was Israel free from foreign interference? No, they were occupied by the Roman Empire. Another question, are the Israelites thrilled with being occupied by the Roman Empire? Yeah, not so much. And so it's under these conditions that Jesus is presented with a trick question. As famously said in the movie, The Return of the Jedi, it's a trap. Jesus' opponents have cleverly concocted a question that is designed to doom the defendant. A question sort of like, have you stopped beating your wife? The clever quandary for Jesus is found in Matthew 22, verse 17. Tell us then what you think. Is it lawful to pay taxes to the emperor or not? Do you see the trap? These are smooth operators. And it's really a very unlikely mix of religious leader Pharisees and Roman collaborating Herodians who are actually not particularly interested in the answer to the question. They're not sincerely interested in Jesus's answer. Rather, they are sincerely interested in getting Jesus into trouble. Do they succeed? Jesus dodges this cross with this famous one-liner from verse 21. Give therefore to the emperor the things that are the emperor's, and to God the things that are God's. Verse 22 tells us, when they heard this, they were amazed. They left him and went away. The trap fails. As famously said in the movie Mighty Python and the Quest for the Holy Grail, retreat! So what exactly do those verses mean? What does that mean? Give therefore to the emperor the things that are the emperor's, and to God the things that are God's. The fifth mark of discipleship in our congregational rule of life here at St. John's is know the Christian story and invite others. Let's say that together. Know the Christian story and invite others. And this little line of the Christian story has inspired much commentary over the centuries. Jesus actually gives us a rather clever clue to its meaning. In verses 19 to 20 of Matthew 22, Jesus says this, show me the coin, show me the coin used for the tax. Whose head is this and whose title? They answered, the emperor's. Now this is the translation from the new revised standard version of the Bible. This is where these difficult passages and verses, it's helpful to consult another translation. This is the new international version. 
And it translates these verses in this way. Jesus says, whose image is this? Whose image is this? Talking about the coin. Whose image is this and whose inscription? Caesar's, they replied. And then he said to them, so give back to Caesar what is Caesar's and to God what is God's. Tiberius Augustus Caesar at this time was the head, the emperor of the Roman Empire. So keep your thinking caps on. What things then are the emperor's? Looking at all of you, the coins, right? Because the coins have the emperor's image on them and his title. But wait, there's more. Do you see what Jesus is doing in this little exchange, what he's up to? Have you figured out the spiritual math? Keep processing, keep thinking. Think it out this way. Do the calculation. So the coins bear Caesar's image and thus are Caesar's. Okay. But what things bear God's image and thus belong to God? You, me, human beings, the Imago Dei, the image of God. This takes us all the way back to the beginning of the Bible, Genesis 1:27. So God created humankind in his image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Okay, wow. So give the coins to Caesar, but give yourselves to God. This brings us directly to the topic of, drum roll please, But first, a short story. First, a short story. A cowboy applied for health insurance. And the agent asked him a routine question. uh, Had he gotten in any accidents in the year prior? And the cowboy said, no, sir. But I was bitten by a rattlesnake and my horse kicked me in the ribs. That put me up for quite a while. And the agent said, well, weren't those accidents? And the cowboy said, no, sir. They did that on purpose. They did that on purpose. By by the way, by the way, when you're swimming, when you're swimming, please be careful because I also understand that dolphins do everything on purpose. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for being so, so flippant. I'm sorry. I apologize. (laughs) Moving back to the coin bearing Caesar's image and the human being bearing God's image does bring us directly to the topic of stewardship. Let's say that word together. Stewardship. The sixth mark of discipleship in our congregational rule of life is give generously. Let's say that together. Give generously. And the way we describe that mark of discipleship is actually a very good definition of stewardship. We describe giving generously as giving of our time, talent, and treasure, managing all we have in a way that blesses others. When you and I give ourselves to God, when we become Christians, or when we deepen our discipleship by giving ourselves to God more fully, we cease to be owners 
of all that we have and are and become stewards, managers, and trustees of all we have and are. I'm gonna go back in time for that one, okay? Back in time. When you and I give ourselves to God and become Christians, or when we deepen our lives of discipleship and give ourselves more fully to God, we cease to be owners of all that we have and are, and we become stewards, managers, trustees of all we have and we are. It's no longer just your life and your stuff. It's the life God has given you. It's the stuff God has given you. It's the time, talent, and treasure that God has given you. Yes, for your sake, for your enjoyment. Yes, that's a part of it. But also for the sake of others. And if you have a red pen in your mind, underline that word red others. So that's the big picture of Christian stewardship. It's a lifetime project for the disciple of Jesus. Now, Christian stewardship includes a financial obligation to the, quote, emperor through taxes that help support society. Christian stewardship includes financial responsibility so you can care for yourself and your family. Christian stewardship includes financial giving to causes beyond your local congregation that bless others. And finally, yes, Christian stewardship includes financial support for your local church. Did you notice that giving generously is hardly about the local church? It is not all about the local church by any means, but it includes it. October is stewardship month at St. John's. Remember the big picture of Christian stewardship as you ponder renewing your own generous financial pledge or making a generous financial pledge for the first time. Now, it's been a tough year for everybody with some people taking financial losses. And for some, it may mean your pledge has to remain the same or maybe even be reduced. But this also may be the time that God has been preparing some of you and that God is inviting some of you to give more generously than you ever have before. So as you ponder all of the stewardship of your life, as you ponder all of that, including pondering your pledge, ponder Jesus's words. Give to the emperor the things that are the emperor's and give to God the things that are God's. Amen.